Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. There is a scene in Mordechai Rishler's novel, Joshua Then and Now, where the main character's unconventional mother comes up with a novel way of providing entertainment at her son's bar mitzvah. Being an erotic dancer by profession, she decides that she will be the entertainment. Apparently, this scenario is not as far-fetched as it may initially sound. Jeremy Kuzner is a party planner in Johannesburg and runs JK Productions. In the course of his business, he receives quite a few strange requests from parents. And while it is important we celebrate important family milestones, how does one decide on the appropriate way of doing so? Jeremy joins me now to discuss. Jeremy, welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for coming into the studio. It's a pleasure. So, Jeremy, what kind of initiated this conversation is, I was reading the Sunday Times newspaper a week or so ago, and I saw a quote by you that says, that basically indicated that some of the requests you were getting were a little bit out of the ordinary or perhaps what we would consider less appropriate for children. Do you want to tell us about some of the requests that you do get? Or first, let's start off. How long have you been in the business? Um, Since I was born, since I came (laughs) out of the womb. (laughs) Um, It's just been part of my DNA. Um, I think it's also part and parcel of the fact that um, I was never very sporty. I was very arty and creative and technical. Um, so it's just been a natural progression. Um, so it's, it has been all my life, I can say. Uh, do, do you like parties? Do you like going to parties? Um, yes, I enjoy, you know what it is? I enjoy making people happy. I enjoy seeing people happy. Um, uh, last week I had done a show, um, and the mother had commented it was for a five year old. And, um, she said that her daughter saw me when she was two and waited. She was five, so yeah, it's very humbling. What were you doing? A magic show for yeah. So, so, so you do magic. I do magic, uh, music, uh, drain swamps, overthrow small <laughs> governments. Um, you know, whatever, whatever I'll get paid for to do. No, but seriously, um, you know, it's uh, it, you know to follow your dream and your passion of what you do is very difficult uh, in today's world. You know, so um, so we do um, uh, the, on the business side, um, my company we do events and and functions and that and my personal um, little shtick to keep me sane is I do magic and then I also enjoy doing music and, and that at functions which I've been doing for a long time so so you do the disco yep the discos yeah, you uh, do. yeah. and you do magic yourself which yes, you've been do. doing since you were seven years old yes that's correct yeah. you started your first magic trick yeah so um, it, uh, it was a, a, a very good family friends of ours who are now in Australia, but their daughter um, actually got a magic set for a for a birthday present, and I was always fascinated by magic. Uh, I went to a mini air camp and I hated every minute of it when I was seven and on the Sunday they had a magician and I came home and I was just smitten and I tried to I tore up every newspaper in the house trying to replicate the magic and and um yeah and then eventually got to to learn magic and um and in between all that um I studied engineering because I love the technical uh, sound lighting staging theater art anything you know, so it all fits in neatly, and it, it keeps both halves of my brains happy. You know, yes. the technical and the creative side. So um, it was a birthday party for friends of ours, and the daughter turned um, seven, and I got paid two rand. 
and I did every single trick in the Hocus Pocus set <laughs> that I'd gotten. Um, and it's just been a, an amazing journey. It doesn't see, I can remember that show as clear as yesterday. And, uh, it's just, it's just amazing how times have moved on and changed and even in the party business, you know, so. So shall we look at yes. how times have moved on and changed? Absolutely. In what way? I think, I think one of the biggest influences, you know, in the old days, if you looked at how we gathered information, it would be through um, personal interaction between friends, family. Uh, we would go to maybe movies and what we would see in a magazine. Right. Um, nowadays, we're exposed, bombarded, social media, um, YouTube, um, Facebook, um, movies, Internet. So people's expectations and perceptions of what's out there and what, what could be done is a lot wider and broader so people come up with these weird and wonderful ideas you know to to try and i think also it's got a lot to do with peer pressure nowadays mm. because because of um what we what we see and what a lot of people forget you know when they see a scene in a hollywood movie and we've we actually we were involved with um the one with drew barrymore and um adam sandler that they filmed out at sun city okay. um and there was a party scene in that and it was a four-day shoot for that party scene hmm. to set it up. Uh, millions of rands, uh, you know, camera angles, shots, styling to get the correct <laughs> sort of cinematography <laughs> picture. And so when you see it come up on screen for 10 seconds, you know, the amount of work that's gone into it behind it. And, and people look at it and say, so that's that. what I want. <laughs> that's exactly what I <laughs> and, want. And, uh, you know, in today's... Um, in today's um, economy, you know, a lot of people have got uh, beer pockets with champagne tastes, as my mm. late dad would say. And um, it's it's so it's a challenge. It's a challenge meeting people's expectations nowadays as to to what they want. Um, yeah. Well, when I think back on a child being a child and going to birthday parties, we pretty much went to Magnolia Dell, which is a little park. We had a couple of biscuits. We ran races. <laughs> we played. We had a good time, and that was it. I don't think that is would be considered an appropriate party anymore. No, definitely not. Um, you know, it started off um, in the late 80s with jumping castles. Okay. Now, I mean, magicians and and, and you know, and particularly magicians and puppet shows historically have been around for forever. I'm talking even back in the, in the early 19th centuries where magicians would go and entertain. So they are sort of your your staple, your your legends of the of the birthday parties, magicians and puppet shows, and then started coming into into fray. You know, all these different ideas: the pamper party, the chocolate making party, the you know, dancing on the grass party, you know. I mean, as wild as your imagination, and I, I can come up with these ideas. And I had a friend in the, you know, in the 80s when I was studying, late 80s, early 90s, I had a friend who was the uh, KTV clown. And um, in those days you had, um, I'm going to give them a good punt if, if Carl is listening from Smile Makers. Um, so Neil Cohen, who started Smile Makers, and I was in 1988, I was one of his first entertainers and my friend and I used to sit and write little scripts of our party ideas you know a zappet party uh, a survivor party a this party a that party and uh, so it's it started it, it started from that and people are looking 
for something different. And if you can come up with something unique and it, it catches on, you're going to be flavor of the month. Right. And off you go. But a good old-fashioned magician and puppet show for me um, is still – it still, you it know, still holds. It, is, uh, yeah, it, it still holds. Yeah, because it's you know it's, it's personal entertainment in your home. So it's, it's a live show. It's a it's and you know magic and puppetry is an art form. That's it's a craft that people have worked on for years and years. Obviously, there's guys now that'll go out and you know go buy order off the internet and get a get a book and watch a YouTube video and boom, they're a party entertainer. Right. So access to entry into the awesome. party markets also changed, and also. So in the old days, your traditional model of an entertainment agency, if you wanted to book someone for a birthday party or a function and you didn't know, you would go through an agency, they would advertise, and you didn't have contact to their um, suppliers. Right. Nowadays, you want to put a Facebook site up, you want to put a, you know, you own a, a wheelbarrow, you want to give wheelbarrow parties, um, you put up a Facebook site or, or a website. Exciting wheelbarrow parties, and now you're in the party business. Yeah. You know, so it's um, it's very interesting. Jeremy, does it actually matter what the entertainment is? Does in terms of guests coming to your party or you hosting a party and feeling special for the day, does it really matter? What does the entertainment define the party? No, it doesn't. Definitely not. What defines the party is the guests. And the hosts and the host of the parties, I'd say, usually they're the starting point. And it's, qu- it's quite amazing. You can, you can almost, there's like a certain psychology to a party. From the moment the phone rings and they phone you to make an inquiry and how they behave. And I always say is what I love about this business is that you see people at their best and at their worst. And their true colors come out because then really who they are uh, becomes uh, prevalent at the party. And if the hosts are going to run around and be stressed and try and micromanage every little detail, it actually filters down into the whole party, into the whole atmosphere of the party. And it can, it can ruin a party. You know, it's like a, you take, for example, um, um, a bar mitzvah where, where the husband and wife are and the mother and father are divorced mm. and it's, it's, it's very acrimonious and they are, they're fighting and there's that tension. tension. You can, you can feel it the minute you walk into the room. So you can put in as many skydivers, jugglers, you can spend the best on food, wine, whatever you want. Um, that tension is going to be felt and that's what's going to make the party. I always say keep it. Uh, I shouldn't be keep saying this because obviously we want to sell pr- we want to sell <laughs> services and product. But I always use say keep the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Because yeah. the simpler the party, the more memorable it is going to be. So you raise a number of issues, all of which I'd like to discuss. The first one is when you are the host of a party, it is extremely difficult, depending I think on your personality, to kind of relax and go with the flow because you invest so much in it and it becomes important for you, for the child, for whoever the party is, that it is special for the family. You you, you are nervous. It's very hard to sure. kind of like, how, what advice would you give to say, you know, okay. and I hope and I pray uh, yeah. on this we base well, our... Well, well, firstly, 
if you're going to hire a professional, and there's professionals and there's professionals, there's professionals that they say we've got 30 years' experience. It can be 30 years' bad experience, <laughs> not necessarily good experience. But if you're going to hire generally a professional who's worked in the industry, who comes, recommend it. Leave it up to the professional because, remember, that's their job every day. They wake up in the morning and they that's what they do. So you they are doing millions and millions of functions and parties and and they and they know they get a feel for it it becomes part of you know muscle memory and just just who you are as to what's going to work and what's going to work and not going to work mm-hmm. excuse me and sometimes it's a balancing act between obviously being polite and and listening to the client's needs right. and at the same time balancing what you have what you bring to the party in terms of your your knowledge and your experience. So, Jeremy, I think many of us do rely on, if I can say, almost a formula. If I think of weddings and barmies and bodies, there's almost like a set formula that every single one takes. And the reason they take it is because they work. Correct. Um, Does that mean if you deviate from that, it may not work? Are you taking a risk? Correct. Yes, you are. Because remember, the key rule is it's not about... What you do, it's about the people at the party. So, but the formula is there for a reason. It, 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 it has, it's sort of, um, I would say it's sort of one of those organic things which has just evolved over time <laughs> and that's what works. So everybody sticks to it. You can change it. There's, there are, there have been some successful parties that the formula has been changed. Um, but, but you at know, your peril. But, you know, and especially in our Jewish community, you know, we're very much like sheep. Yeah. You know, we all follow a certain path. So, you know, if one person does it that way, everybody does it that way. So you sort of almost get like this this, this uh, crowd phenomenon where you get – so if you want to change it – That crowd won't change it anyway. It, it won't change it anyway. So, it's again, it's that balancing act, you know. So it's, it's, it's very, very hard to say I'm going to come up with something different and unique. Um, you know, and also in South Africa as well, particularly we're, we're a small community. You know, overseas um, they have um, they have such a wide variety of different halls mm. options. Here we're pretty limited. Mm. Um, if you're on a budget, mm-hmm. if you're not on a budget, I mean, you can build your own hall. You know, for that matter. Um, <laughs> and it has been done. It has, yes, we've done parties <laughs> where people have uh, excavated the ground and put up stuff, and yeah, no, it's been done before. Covered their pool and. You know um, the whole the whole thing. So, but as a norm, you know, uh, at the end of the day, what are people going to remember from the party? And most, and and a lot of the time when parents fetch their kids, I'm referring to a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah, um, they'll pick up they'll pick up little Johnty and they'll say, so, uh, "How was it? What did was it nice? Yeah." Well, what did you do? Oh, no, I don't remember. Yeah. They might, they, a lot of the time, people they they might remember one good thing or one bad thing. Um, so yeah, it's 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 again, it's about the vibe at the party. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about the vibe of the party. You, you've spoken about two aspects. One is the actual the hosts of the party, how relaxed they are, how how much they create their own positive energies, and the second one is you saying trust in the professional that comes in. As a professional, do you find yourself working harder at certain parties or? I mean, or do you? I'm not talking necessarily about you personally, mm. but um, do you find that you just there? You go with the flow, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No, look, uh, these days you definitely work a lot harder. You, you definitely because there are 
so many more variables happening at the party. And it's quite funny when you look at when you look at music as as an example, and you look at the evolution of how music has just the way we listen to music, how it's evolved. It started off you had a record. So if you wanted to listen to a song you would have it on a record and you wanted to record it, you'd record it on a cassette tape. Right. And so you, our access was very limited to music. And then as things have moved along, the invention of the iPods and, and MP3s and all that, and now, you know, cell phones, smartphones, every, there's, there's two sayings. Everybody's got two jobs. There's in music. <laughs> every single person is a music expert right. at a party. And the ironic thing is nobody goes to the caterer. Right. And says to the caterer, "Okay, how much flour have you put yeah. into the bread? Um, did you put in, did you put enough salt into the meat? Has you know how long did right. you fry the meat for? You know, it, it, it's it's um, you know they don't say to the to the florist lady or the decor person, 21 balloons. No, you're supposed to put twenty two. But when it comes to music, it's just one of these things. But everybody's next. Everybody and has photography. A, everybody, actually. yeah, everybody has a say. Everybody, um, they know what's best." Um, and they know what's going to work. So it's a very, very difficult balancing act um, to, to to manage. And um, and then you've got, and take into that your makeup of your people at the party. You've got ages from from small children mm-hmm. to your bombers for kids. And yeah. then, then you've got the teenagers who are all out clubbing and doing what teenagers do. Then you've got the young adults. Then you've got Boba and Zayda. Um, and then you've got somebody who's the world's best singer who has to come in the middle of the party to sing a song, you know. <laughs> They're going to be on idols, they, you know, um, so they come and sing a song. And then there's somebody else who wants to come and sing karaoke. And then there's somebody who wants to come and DJ and take yeah. your job. Oh. Um, so it, it's, it's, um, You've got all these variables going on at the party all at the same time, and you've got to try to keep it all together at the same time. Uh, you know, we've got approximately three minutes left, and I've got like three questions to sure. ask you. But one, what are the most absurd requests that you've had for parties? Uh, in terms of uh, just generally parties, mm. or I'll give you a couple. I had one last week. Somebody phoned. They wanted to know if they can just hire a, a saddle for a camel. Uh Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we had a call. Somebody wanted to hire washing lines. Um, one of the most absurd things is when you're at a, at a party, if you're doing music, you're playing a certain song. They come up and they say, please play this song. And you say, yeah, but it's playing. <laughs> Can you please play the song? No, it's, it's actually <laughs> playing. Can you? Uh, <laughs> so th- there's the, some of the, the other, uh, other ab- absurd uh, requests are um, we once had somebody who wanted – uh, a stripper for a nine-year-old birthday party. Um, you know, it's, can you do? You know, can you do the party um, outside and it's raining? You uh, know? So, um, what do you say for a stripper? Do you say? Do you say to them, "I don't" because it's inappropriate? Yeah, you would say to them, "Look, it's not appropriate." It's um, it's uh, there's certain things, and and we, do and you offer something? I will rather yeah, I suggest the yeah, water yeah. slide because kids love water. You know, we I will we will turn away. Uh, bookings because we just don't believe that they're going to work. Right. At the end of the day, I want repeat business, not yeah. just there to I yeah. want you to walk away from the party and Happy. say, you know what, that was fantastic. We had a good time. Which will bring me then, I guess, to my last question. What advice would you give to somebody who's about to organize whatever, 60th birthday party, a child's balmy butty wedding engagement? What advice? Okay. Just quickly in a nutshell. Firstly, take a deep breath. That's, that's <laughs> number one. 
Decide on what you want to do. Okay. Go with that and enjoy it. You're spending a lot of money on your function, a fortune. Some people bond their houses to for these really? funds. It's going to go so fast. Just enjoy it and, and, and make the best of it. Make it a, a memorable event. It's not about the small detail that goes awry because no one's going to know about it unless you're highlighted. No one's ever walked away from a party and said, oh, my goodness, did you see? They'd never had that on the table. I mean, how do – you know, and that's what it's that, – that's the thing. It's just about we went – we were all together. We shared a simcha together about family and celebration and joy, not about the table decorations. Right. The, Do you think we the, have the wrong focus? On I think I think we have lost focus a little bit. I think it's a world thing. Mm. I don't think it's just unique to to certain countries or groups. Mm. It's a worldwide thing. We have lost focus of what's important at the end of the day. Um, Jeremy, yeah. thank you so much for coming in. I've enjoyed our chat. Me. All I can say is I wish I'd known about you so many years ago. I think all my kids' parties might have. You obviously don't mix in the right circles. <laughs> Clearly I don't. <laughs> but maybe I'll start now. <laughs> that was Jeremy Kasner, who is a party planner talking about parties.